The Garnet Wager is a show where two players compete in a fantasy-style competition while watching episodes of The Genius. Players accumulate points based on the actions of their chosen fantasy contestants in the game show, and these points are tracked over the course of the season. The player that wins in fantasy points for that episode wins the episode, and can assign media homework for that episode. The loser must report back on that media at the end of the episode. This competition is not just for the hosts. Rules are made available to anyone who wants to play as you listen along with us. Welcome to Season 2. Welcome to the Garnet Wager. Begin. Six. Yes. If you and I were a pair of friends from the Super Mario universe, who would we be? On three, one, two, three, Rosalina. Daisy and Shy Guy. What? <laughs> just effortless from both of us. Mine was just Rosalina and the star. <laughs> oh, okay. But I like I like Daisy and Shy Guy a lot. What's the star's name? Is it like Kevin or something? Uh, I mean, the stars don't. Luma, speci- Luma is the species, uh-huh. um, and Rosalina is the like the princess or or queen. It's kind of they, they are not super clear, but basically the like the royalty of the Lumas. Um, so there's not just one Luma. So like, like the one even, that she uses in Smash Brothers is in one particular Luma. If so, the Luma in Smash Brothers can get KO'd separately from Rosalina. And if it does, it will come back a little bit later with a different color because it's a different Luma. Oh, interesting. So it's like Olimar with Pikmin. Mm-hmm. Welcome to the Garnet Wager. I mean, except for less less callous. Sorry. Wow. No, yeah. Welcome to the Garnet Wager where we talk about our favorite Smash Brothers characters and the lore behind the Mario universe. Um, uh, mine's Cloud. Oh, really? Yeah. Your I favorite? Like Cloud. He's really fun to play. You like that limit break thing where you down B and then you just kind of I really do. Still? <laughs> I really do. What does it I do? really like uh, it charges up your limit break. But when what is your like, limit? That's when you like do the three slashes that go No, that's right. That's your side B. Hmm. Well, so what it'll do is it makes your movement speed faster. Okay. It adds power and range to a lot of your normals and then all of your specials have an enhanced limit break only version. Oh. Um, but once you use one of those special moves, you use up your limit break and you go back to standard state. So basically with the limit break mechanic, uh, one, you're able to pull great comebacks, and two, you're able to basically always force someone to play on your terms, because if they try to play zoning or they try to play keep away, you just start charging their, your limit break, and they have no choice but to come to you. Oh, it's kind of like, uh, is there a Street Fighter equivalent to that? Um, hmm, that's a good question. I mean, I, I can think of other fighting games where there's an equivalent to that, like I would say Phoenix Wright from the Marvel vs. Capcom, where he's going to start gathering evidence if you leave him alone. But Street Fighter doesn't tend to do like power up style characters as much. It's more like punch punch boys and punch friends. I guess you could say it's like Q from Street Fighter Three because he has that taunt that increases his like he gets basically damage resistance, and if he get lands that taunt three times, he takes like half damage and he's just a tank. Yeah, this is my favorite episode of Neutral Game, by the way. I think this is where you and uh, Miadrag Miadrag um, mm-hmm. were really uh, on top of your game, your Neutral Game. Thank you for listening. Indeed. Good night. Bye-bye. Don't forget to call your senator. Here. So Yes, tell, tell the kids what we're, what, we're, what we're doing today. So uh, this week we're actually taking a little bit of a break from watching episodes of The Genius to sort of take a... We're, we're, we finished episode six last week, and we're taking a little breather to sort of stop and, and think about the season so far, because I feel like on every episode we kind of have this constant forward momentum, and that's good and that's healthy, but it also means that sometimes we don't really have a time to look at the bigger picture. And it is a big picture. It's very large. 
It is a sizable mosaic, and we're going to look at the various pieces that make it up. Mm-hmm. Where would we like to begin? I'd like to start by talking about some of the eliminated players. Um, and honestly, I, I, I don't... I want to start with Doohy. Okay. Um, because I feel like... Like, I'm not, I'm not apologizing, but I feel like last week when we recorded... Yep. Um, like, I was about an hour off of the episode. I was pretty fresh off the episode, right? Yeah. And as, and as time has gone on, and I've thought about that episode, my feelings have changed. <gasps> I still like the episode a lot, but I feel increasingly bad for how things went for Doohy. Yeah, I mean, I would say... Okay, what, well, what do you mean by that? I don't think anyone so far in the genius history has been screwed as bad as Doohy has. Wow, okay. Um, screwed how? By by the song mean play or just in general by the system? Like I mean, the song, the song mean play was kind of just salt in the wound. Um, so I guess the total picture is uh, Doohy was like a, a fairly a fairly earnest and, and honest player who was denied the ability to play the game. Because his item was stolen, and like they didn't ha- they didn't say it this season, but in season one they did say obviously like like stealing is illegal, right? Right. Yeah. Um, and with the with the Jinho play, the classic Jinho play, my feeling on it was like, well, it made its way back to him. It was an edge case, but like ultimately it didn't hinder his game. Mm-hmm. Uh, this hindered Doohy's game. This was just stealing. I think this was just them breaking the rules, and it was made okay because the producers thought it was entertaining, right? Right, correct. Um, and so there's that element of it where he went to the DM because he just didn't get to play, and I think that's pretty screwed up. Um, he was targeted, basically, even though he's never really done anything to piss anyone off. He seemed like a really nice person. Um, and then on top of that sort of song being doubled down on sort of like a, a play to screw him over, which like, is it in a vacuum? I like that play a lot, and I still think it's a fun move. But to do it in combination with how badly do he got screwed is pretty shitty. And then on top of that, when Doohy's about to get eliminated and he's like, man, I just feel like, was I wrong to trust people? You know, like, I feel like I was, I was betrayed here, right? Yeah, correct. And Song means like, well, listen, as, as someone who's been through life a little bit, just take this as a lesson and move forward. <laughs> um, and I don't feel like Song Min gets to fucking say that. Wow, okay. As one of the people who betrayed him and also knowing what we know about Doohy's life, which is that Doohy is like, Doohy's been through some shit. Dewey isn't this, like, this, this kid, like, who's just, like, had everything his whole life. Um, I don't know if you know much about his history, but, like, he has had, like, some, some pretty amazing betrayals by, like, partners and friends. And when I say, like, partners, I mean, like, corporate partners. Like, he founded a tech company, and the tech company voted him out. Holy shit. Like, he's been through some shit. He's not just some kid. Um, and it feels really patronizing to me. To then turn around and be like, well, just take this as a lesson, kid, as you screw him over. Right. Um, it felt really inappropriate. I mean, how, so do we know how old do he is in this, in this season? Mid-20s, I'm not sure exactly. No. Okay. So he's definitely one of the younger players that's around. Yeah, and but he's done, but he's done a lot of living in his young life. And, like, it's not like the other players don't know this. Like, everyone there is a celebrity, you know? You're right. But and and I know, I, I think there was hints of this argument coming last episode when you said uh, how much of a bummer it was when do he left and he was saying, of course I would trust these people. I've been watching them my whole life. Mm-hmm. Like that is the the sort of hint that we we are supposed to feel a little bit bad. Um, and I think it's fine. Like, but I'm not too broken up about it because I always saw Doohy as the character who's doing his best, but. I never like felt too that particularly attached to him. Um, hmm. he, he didn't do anything to me that felt like I, I fell in love with him or, or or like wanted to root for him more than more so than a lot of the other players who uh, of whom there are many who I wrote I root for all the time. 
Well, I mean, so what does it take for you to root for someone? Because, like, you, I mean, you've talked fondly about, like, you liked his 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 gun shirt and his sniper play. Sure, but that's, that, like, a charming... Uh, in the Seventh Commandments. That's a sh- uh, charming outfit, and it's funny, but it's not something he's doing. Like, it's a choice that he chose to wear that, and that's funny, but, le- and, like, I'm not saying I disliked him. Well, and then there was the King game where he was, like, the undercover agent that basically made that whole main match interesting. Right, and he made that interesting, but again, that doesn't that makes him a good player. That doesn't make me uh, like root for him particularly. And uh, that's fair. I'm just wondering what makes you root for someone. Well, I think I mean like I mentioned during the chess game that I really liked uh, watching Yuan get excited about um, how how well he was able to do and how he felt like he was in his wheelhouse, and that's something that I really enjoy. Um, like I think I just I like people that look like they're having a good time. It's mm-hmm. the reason why Hong Chul is my ride or die. Um, is he is always, when presented with challenges, ready to go. Um, but do he never felt like that? Like he he'll do the plays and stuff, but he's not a particularly like expressive guy. And I don't mean that in like a, in a like derogatory way. It's just not. It, it didn't. He didn't like stand out too much as a result to me. Mm-hmm. Can I tell you an interesting production fact I've learned? Yes. Uh, so the episode we watched last week was the second version of that episode. Really? Oh, uh, did they the like original, make one where the actual game was played more? The original edit, I don't, I haven't seen the original edit. I don't know that it's, it's out there, but they uh-huh. made it, the first edit they made of that show, they, that episode, they showed to test audiences and test audiences were furious. Really? Because it, they felt like it was like the play was really disgusting, dishonorable, and they left the episode feeling really upset at most of the cast for how they treated Doohee. So they did wow. an edit that made it look a little more charitable. And you still came out of that one feeling like they did him not not well. I mean, like the events are the events, right? They didn't you know? they didn't reshoot the episode. I think they cut out some some probably some scenes of people being a little more gleeful at how badly he was getting fucked. Um, is what I would guess. Yeah, Again, yeah. I don't know, but it's like. Yeah, I don't know. I I um I also feel like I connect with people who are having having fun with the game. Um, but I also, I, I also just on a, like, those are the people that I find the most entertaining to watch. Yeah. The people I empathize with more are the people who are having a hard time. Um, cause that's more me, you know? Like, if I was on the show, I would be constantly stressed out that I was letting down my teammates that I was fucking up, you know? Yeah, that's the worry, right? And so when I see people that it seems like that that's their concern, I sympathize a lot. And yeah, and that and I get that, and I know you've you've related to Doohee on more than one occasion, uh, and seen a little bit of yourself in his plays. But um, I I don't know. It's it's weird. Like it's so okay, we, we're bummed out by that. We're bummed out by the fact that he is gone. Um, but the game moves on, and if this is the season of plays, not players, I mean, he had great plays. You can't like. There's only one winner. Plenty of people are, people throughout the game are going to have amazing plays and have an awesome career and then be eliminated. That's kind of the nature of the game. Sure. So he's just one person who happened to get eliminated that was pretty good for a while. Like, I think if Jung Hyun got eliminated, I would I would also be bummed out because, not not because of his good plays, but because he's been hilarious to watch and the fact that he mm-hmm. doesn't exist to several people is funny. Um, but there's different things. Like, you know, everybody, you're going to like almost everybody that gets eliminated at this point in the game. That's just a fact of life. Yeah. But but I but I totally understand Doohy in particular feeling like this was a little bit too much. This was a little bit too mean. The way that he got eliminated, and the reason he got eliminated, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I super feel you on that because I mean there were other people eliminated. If we want to move on, I mean, uh, who's the next sure. person in our list? I mean, we could we could jump around as we want, but I figure a good a good tonal shift would be talking about uh, Hui Jong, yeah. who was our first eliminated. And as time goes on, it's like, oh yeah, no, actually, I am totally fine with this guy being gone. God, I I mean, and this is just the way the nature of this podcast. But I was sold a bill of goods with Hui Jong that led to me putting him me on putting him on my first team. <laughs> as like he's the charming uh like lecture guy who is like got a really high iq and that's his whole thing and then he's just an asshole like he's just not fun to to, to watch and not interesting and not nice and it's like yeah I, i'm really i'm not that i'm like glad you're gone but like i have no no hard feelings about this i feel like he went into this being like well 
like, I can't wait till I'm in the final two. Like, he went into it so, so impressed with himself. Um, right. And just like, buddy, your plays weren't that smart. Uh-uh. <laughs> um, yeah, like, at the time I was like, you know, like, oh, it's sad to see someone go, and it would have been nice to see a little more of him, but I, th- I think I'm okay with it at this point. Yeah, I'm not losing sleep over him being out. Mm-hmm. There was a certain point where going forward after that, everybody that got eliminated, I was a little bit sad about. And it was not week one. You just yeah. didn't have a chance. Like, I mean, we joke about... I, I, I care more about the politician eliminated from season one, week one, than I do about Nui Zhang. Like, mm-hmm. he's just a no, but he's just a nothing in my head, at least. In my in my brain. Yeah, I, <clears throat> I can understand that. Um... So how did you feel about Jake Kyung then? So I hadn't re- seen any music by Rainbow at the time. So Jake Kyung was just like uh, another person on this game and uh, another one who didn't have much of a, like didn't have a chance to stand out yet. Yeah, um, not a lot of presence. <clears throat> right, exactly. Um, remind me how, because I believe like the DM circumstances that she got eliminated in were unfortunate. Yeah, I mean, she just she went to the DM. She did like uh, Sun Moon Star against Hong Chul, and everyone sided with Hong Chul, so <laughs> she didn't really stand a chance. Yeah, this is continue. This is like the beginning of our criticism of this season. That or what I was saying last week, which is like a lot of the time so far, most of the women eliminated this season are being eliminated for unfortunate, like bad reasons. Mm-hmm. Like, well, you got fucked over. You didn't even get to have a fun DM. You didn't even get to have the like cool back and forth in any match or anything. You just kind of lost because of bad right. circumstances. Mm-hmm. But so, so you weren't familiar with her, but now you've seen some, some of her, her work outside of the, the show. Has that changed your perspective? I will say she's very talented. I love um, most of the rainbow songs that I've listened to and watched the videos of, uh, but it's not like, I've watched those and then gone back and been like, man, I would love to hear more on the genius. Like, I just don't. Unfortunately, I don't know how much her talents translate to being a good player, mm. and that's a bummer. Yeah, it, she didn't. She didn't really feel like she like belonged there, and not because I mean, she just she just felt sort of out of sorts. Like she never really found her footing. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To- totally. Didn't seem comfortable. Um, which I actually feel like I would also say about uh, Dai. Yeah. Since we're now, she feels like uh, like she had the playing down, but she was treating everything like she was playing everything like it was a free for all competition, and she wasn't taking the politics side of things seriously enough. Hmm. I think. I don't know. Is that your that your opinion of her as well? Yes. Think? Well, she seemed like she had great game sense, but then I believe game sense is actually one of the stats in our. Mm-hmm. preliminary thing um but she wasn't really starting any good alliances she didn't have time to and then again just burned out really unfortunately in the dm but not due to getting screwed over though you know fun the fundamental difference is like she had all of the tools that her opponent had she just didn't play well yeah which is like well it's again it feels anticlimactic because you don't get to watch that game go on too long you just kind of watch it go back and forth once and then she gets kind of kind of destroyed it's really it's like a bummer mm-hmm. um but she was one of the i think overall like players with the most potential that we felt early on yeah i i, I think we felt really positively about her about her potential to go deep and we also felt pretty i i at least felt pretty positive positive about uh yun sun and she dropped out too yeah right um, not, again, super, well, uh, her situation is less getting messed up, uh, getting screwed over and more just, um, like, so I know she lost in the DM against Yuan, but like what sent her to the DM? Do we remember that? Um, I mean, basically she was, she was chosen for the, D- like, I mean, she was in that, that game where she tried to form the, you know, the infinite chip engine Oh yeah. with her Yuan and, and Jinho. Yep. Um, and that just, that just didn't work out fast <laughs> enough um, yeah. and so she was she was the enemy you know yep i would have loved to see more of her i think she had a chance she just didn't form a lot of alliances which i can honestly be a shot in the foot if you're not in the in, in like the right place at the right time 
I mean, she played she played the political game decently well, but I feel like she also kept her cards pretty close to her chest. Right. And a few times, like she 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 kept like trusting like specific inner circles, and that strategy when it works, it really works. But some but you know when all of your inner circle falls, then all you've got is enemies left. Right. <laughs> For sure. Don't I know that? Looks the what? Looks around at all my friends surrounding me, all zero of them. Huh? Uh, where are we? Um, <laughs> the genius. I, You're, I, I can reveal at this point that I set up this podcast to make you look stupid. <laughs> I am, in fact, one of those enemies. <laughs> well, bummer. It worked. <laughs> <laughs> oh, buddy. Yeah, no, Don't it's be right. like that. Yeah, we're goofy. <laughs> I love myself too much to, to be out there like that. Come on now. I think. Maybe. Well, <laughs> Get back to me in like a day. How much do you think Uncule loves himself? Oh, I hope he likes himself a lot. Sorry, I definitely just destroyed the microphone. Um, <laughs> I'm sure my man loves himself a lot. He had a good alliance. He had good game sense. He was charming. He just... Was he? <laughs> he, had, he was theoretically charming. Uh, he, he never once did a single magic... Tr- like, how how on earth did he not, like... I guess he never got a chance, but if if he ever won the token of life, what he should have done was be like, okay, I'm going to put it on myself, and someone is going to find that they have it in their ear. Oh, and then they find the <laughs> fake one in, like, their pants, and they're like, what? Like, <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I expected him to be a lot more fun than he was. Yeah. He felt like he was along for the ride a lot. A- um, and he formed a bad alliance. Yeah, and so... Here's here's what I really what we really should talk about, right? Yeah, yeah. Um the play that ended up getting him eliminated was trying to gun for Jiwan, right? Uh-huh. And he said he was gunning for Jiwan because he was like the broadcasters are going to team up and take everyone down who's not a broadcaster, mm-hmm. right? Mhm. Mm-hmm. And then the next episode at the beginning the broadcasters gathered around a table and were like, I'm hearing rumors that everyone thinks the broadcasters are going to team up. I guess we should team up. <laughs> so, like, does that make Uncule, like, really smart for seeing that coming? Or did it happen because he said it? You know? Like, yeah, did yeah. he predict that these guys were going to team up? Or did they team up because he said, he said they were going to team up and they're like, oh, that's a good idea, Uncule. <laughs> A magician never reveals his secrets, but yeah, definitely the latter. Yeah, you think you think it was you think it was a self fulfilling prophecy? I mean, yeah, people talk, people listen, mm-hmm. especially like relatively early in the season when you don't have any reason to set up any play over another. Anything someone tells you is an idea. So mm-hmm. you say that, and now you have created that play, basically. Yeah, I think you're right. I think I think by if he'd succeeded. You know, it would have made a big difference, but by trying and failing, he made them right. He made closer it together. Yeah, I would have liked. It's funny because I I imagined watching that episode that Uncle and Juwan were going to be like an alliance for the season. Like a like there hasn't really been a like two dudes alliance in a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't even remember one from season one where it's just like these are the two guys and they do. Well, actually, no. Um, yeah, there was one from season one, the cartoonist and the other guy. Yeah. Uh, uh, Pung and Jinho yeah. had a, had a ride or die for a while. Yeah. But there aren't really a lot of like two guys things. Cause like, God, Songmin and Hong Chu alliance would be extremely good for both of us. <laughs> we would just watch. It'd be very profitable. Extremely profitable. Um, but at this point, there are so few players left that like they can't do that. They wouldn't make a game where two people working together can, I don't, I don't think so. Is going to make like the whole game work and turn around. Uh, I mean, you know, there's still time to reveal that in fact that like Jung Hyun and Yu Young have been working together since episode one or whatever. You know, like shit could happen. Yeah, God, I hope Jung Hyun's working with anyone. I hope he has any alliance. <laughs> <laughs> Give me something, my man. I mean, do you want to talk about about our our rela- remaining players? Like, what do you th- like? What is the Jung Hyun story going forward? What happens? I think he makes it as far as he possibly can, and then something happens that's really unfortunate. I think the funniest outcome is that he makes it as far as he can, and then 
he gets to a DM and he does amazing, and then something unfortunate happens. Like we find out that he's actually good, but it's not good enough. Huh. That's 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 the that's the like perfect Junkion arc. What do you think? I don't know. I I I really like. I just can't tell his his like clueless dad act. Yeah, is so effective. I can tell it's an act, but I have no idea what's behind <laughs> it. I just have no clue. It's a perfect uh, act. It's gonna pay off. I'm telling you. G1 doesn't have an act anymore. He doesn't have a. Did you? He doesn't have a gimmick. No. G G1, like, he has to show us something, because I feel like G1 is, G1 feels the most like a wingman. Right. Right? He can't, he's not playing games by himself. Right. G1 is the guy who's excited to be working with someone else. Yep. He's, he's, he's very, like, smiling and and nodding and like, yeah, you, you, yeah, (laughs) fuck him up, Socrates. (laughs) Uh, Correct. And, uh, yeah, I, I would like to see, like, I haven't generally disliked, I like, especially last episode, I don't know, he had such a, I feel so conflicted about him last episode because he was part of that whole scheme to screw over Doohy. Mm-hmm. Um, but he seemed to feel genuine, genuine remorse. Well, then he why also didn't he still do anything did to it. stop it? Right. <laughs> exactly. That's not remorse. Yeah. That's, that's humanity right there. I th- I think Juwan's fine. I don't dislike him. He's just he can't win. It's not allowed. He has no want, single like solo game sense whatsoever. Because of like who we have left and because of what they did to do here, I want I want Yu Young and Jin Juwan to be the next two to go home. Wow. That's how I feel right now. I think they're I think they're coming soon. Yeah. I don't know about next next. Uh, because there is another uh, rivalry that has reached a fever point as of the preview the last of this episode and last week. Yeah. Um, so, well, I don't watch uh, the previews, but uh, Dino and Yuan yeah. are getting to a point, aren't they? Uh-huh. Uh, you think this is, think we're getting to like a one must stand, one must fall situation? I absolutely think one of us is losing one of our teammates next this week, yes. One hundred percent. It's gotta be Jinho, right? <laughs> I don't want it to be because I can't. I can't keep hemorrhaging good players. This can't keep happening. I don't have anyone to replace him with anymore. You have all the good players. Hongju is doing fine, but like, Jinho, Jinho is my ringer. <laughs> but yes, I, mean, I do like, think Jinho is out of here. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like at this point. So if 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 you lose, whoever loses a player at this point gets you young, right? By default, right? And then after the next elimination, we have to go down to one player. We have to pick our winner each, right? Um, and I think, for the record, I think the way that works is if you want, like, um, if let's let's say we we go down and it's like okay the people that are left like there's Song Min and Yuan on my team left right and yeah. you want Yuan mm-hmm. you get Yuan if I pick Song Min otherwise you know I get first pick of the ones that I have who gets first Does that pick make in sense well what if I want somebody like who gets first pick in this case you can you can we can both pick someone that's on our team okay to be our winner. But if you want to pick someone as a winner who's on the other person's team, they get to pick first. Interesting. Okay. Because that only seems fair, right? You can't just be like, oh, like as soon as because it's like, okay, well, I, then want I want your Song Min, <laughs> yeah, right? Because it's like I picked him from day one, right? Yeah, but so okay, just to move on, just to talk about Song Min real briefly. I don't know anymore. Yeah, <laughs> I just don't know with this guy. What do you not know? I don't know if he can win it. I don't want to see you cry, Six. It takes a lot to make me cry. Right. I think Also, Song we Min don't losing... have webcams, so you wouldn't see it. I also think Songmin losing a second time in a... We can, make... we can set up a webcam for the finale, but I think Songmin losing in the finale to Hong Chuo is like the best case scenario. <laughs> what, what has made you suddenly lose faith in Songmin? Um, I don't know. It's just <laughs> the weather. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
cool. The, the direction of the tides. I I think I think the only people here who I'm worried about Song Min playing against are Jin Ho and Yuan. And one of I them think, is probably leaving soon, so it, I and I th- I think if both of them go home before the finale, then it's a done deal and Song Min wins the whole thing. Yikes. You think Song Min beats Hong Chul in a DM? Yes. <laughs> I do. But he'll just giggle. He'll, like, literally put on a jester hat and just, like, giggle and dance his way around. And Song Min is the one person that doesn't work against. Right. That's not, yeah. So, like, Hong, Hong, Hong Chul, like, starts being like, oh, we're having so much fun and walking around and laughing. And Song Min is like, please, you are me a season ago. Get on my level. <laughs> we're past you. You're canceled. Your last year, last year is Song Min. God, I keep, I'm looking at pictures of the cast right now, and I keep imagining Mia's Hong Chul and Yua's Song Min, and it's very funny to me. <laughs> it, it works very well with our personalities. Um, not in that you're going to win, and I'm not, but, <laughs> you know. Um, yeah, that's definitely not going to happen. That's not going to happen. No. Come on now. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think between those two, it's really tight. It really, because, okay, so here's one of the coolest things about the genius. Here's, like, one of the reasons we're doing this episode is, is it's a time for us to reflect on things we don't get to mention week to week that are just cool about the show any mm-hmm. anything can really happen anything can happen sure sure which is cool that's exciting the idea that uh one week we know this person is going to win and the next week they're just eliminated suddenly they were our top pick and their first seed and they're gone mm-hmm. that can just happen it's cool it uh, is cool. Like, and it's not just because of like you know the unfortunate kind of plays that we mentioned earlier, or a bad DM, or some bad luck. It's just bad alliances, bad uh, you know, said the wrong thing to the wrong person, didn't account for something. Like, there's a thousand reasons that a top pick, amazing player can be eliminated. Mm-hmm. I remember the week before last, you were saying that Doohee was like one of your top, and that's why you had you know put him on your. Uh, on your team was you were like this guy's right. doing great he's got great potential and then he fucking got destroyed and it's not even his fault he didn't do anything wrong mm-hmm. hashtag do he did nothing wrong yeah yeah you're not wrong i mean i i don't i remember like season one being like man this song mean guy is hilarious it's amazing he's still on the show <laughs> and like and he just he made it to the final three and it just like every week it was like i guess this is a song means week to go home it's like nope no right and it just kept going yeah. and kept going and then lost in the saddest way possible <laughs> um yeah so i think we're in agreement that song means probably getting there he's making it unless based on the jinho and yuan situation yeah He's he's gonna he'll, he'll make you know I've said it the whole time he'll make at least top three again I think yeah 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 oh that's no doubt is there no doubt I mean who else, what's what's his competition it's him it's I Hong mean, Chul and it's Yuan no Galaxy Brain it's him it's Yuan and it's Jung Hyun <laughs> top I, three baby I, I genuinely like I wish I wish Jung Hyun wore glasses. Because I want the day that he comes in without glasses or something. I want that kind of moment, right? I want the moment where he comes in and it's like he looks visually different in a way that you're like, oh no. (laughs) Someone flipped a switch and and turned on the android in him. And and he's like incredible after that point. Yeah, I, I I want like... I almost want like a fucking like he pulls off like a latex mask that has been his face this whole time. I want something like <laughs> fucking ridiculous. He's two teenagers sitting on each other's shoulders in a, tr- in, a in a trench coat disguised as a as a former politician. This is Jung. This is Hyun. <laughs> They're here to kill you. <laughs> They're not hired assassins. Right. 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 Oh no. Uh, oh, I'm so excited. I'm so. I just want to watch more of the genius now. Oh wait, we didn't yeah. talk about you, Young. Yo, what's good, girl? How you doing? <laughs> I don't know what's good. Uh, I feel like I feel like she's done a good job of staying. Like you know, she's 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 shown good like game sense and skill. Yep. When she's been under pressure. Good alliance. She's good alliance. Good like sense of how like of the social situation and how to avoid problems. Yep. Um. And like. 
I don't feel like she's shown the I'm sorry to whatever, but like the the genius that it's gonna take to win this Ooh. whole show. Okay. Um. And also, I hate to to go there, but I think at some point it's gonna be like, oh, we don't know who to send to the DM. Let's pick the woman. Yeah. Well, because that's what happens on this show. Yeah, exactly. I mean, maybe it's not even like let's pick the woman. It's just let's pick the person with the least, uh, what they view as the least potential. Mm-hmm. Which is frustrating, yeah. But right, yeah. And I mean, I, it's, it, just... it speaks to us that this sh- we don't even we're not even like imagining her getting like top three. I think she deserves it. Yeah, but, like, I, do I mean, too. with her with her play so far, I think she has been. Yeah, of of the three players remaining, I think she has been one of the three most convincing players. Right. I mean, actually, for the whole the whole season, if you look at everybody, it's like no, she's been one of the three best players. But I don't think she's gonna make it. Good growth, good plays so far. I mean, it's like we were talking about with Doohy. She's had enough good moments right now that if she left in like a week or two, I would be like, all right, well, you did your best. Mm-hmm. Um, I would love to see more. Uh, God, I hope the season three has more of a, like a, like a more balanced cast in terms of uh, sex and gender. Like, just. It wasn't actually that unbalanced, though. It was like there, there were. What, like five women? Originally? Yeah. Four. Four. My bad. You're right. Four. Yeah, okay. Okay. That is that four is four out of thirteen. Yeah, okay. Now never mind. I was wrong. I, know. <laughs> I mean whatever. Like we're splitting hairs, but they can they can work on that. It's not like that yeah. it's not like Korea has a lack of female celebrities. That's not <laughs> a, a truth whatsoever. That's true. Yeah. Maybe if they stopped uh, bringing back older players, or they bring back like cooler old, like they bring back uh, my favorite from season one, <gasps> Galaxy Brain again. What if she came back? If she came back, that would be incredible. That'd be so good. Are you kidding me? Like, yes, give me that. <laughs> Enough of this. Like, Song Mean deserves a win. Song Mean this. Song Mean that. Uh, he's canceled. Enough of him. He's out of here. <laughs> That's a little harsh. Um, just because he's on your team, but, I'm just okay. being spooky. Yeah, no, I, I, I am. Like Chungran is like, I, I feel like that that final episode was a was a real letdown. But like, um, just because I felt like it was really anticlimactic. Like she, she sort of, it felt like she didn't, she didn't really get a foothold in most of those games. But like, it is weird how little the old, the first season has come up i felt like we would see more you know the most that we've seen of the first season is the announcer and mm-hmm. her relationship to songmin and that's kind of it like i mean you know Jin-ho, in, in jinho but yeah but like we haven't referenced the fact that jinho won at all like at the beginning they did when he came back they're like oh the winner comes back for a two-peat well, I mean, like, Songmin brings it up now and then. He keeps being like, hey, you guys, we really need to team up on the winner, you idiots. <laughs> the guy who did this a year ago and did it all the way. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Like, it's it's just surprising to me they haven't, like, I don't know. I It, it feels like maybe it's just a difference between, like, Korean and, like, a more American-style reality shows. Um... But I feel like there would be like, oh, and this week our main match is pool, and you'll be taught by Urim, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, it feels like you'd see more of that stuff. It's like, oh, and and this week we're having a special, like, deathmatch zombie game, and Chung Yup will be here to show you how not to do it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, it seems like, like I, I guess I expected more cameos. Yeah. Know? Well, yeah, you have this rich cast that you fleshed out for, or that had chances to flesh themselves out for 13 episodes um, and a whole season, whatever, but, and you're not going to bring any of them back. Like, season one had plenty, like, brought its own cast back several times mm-hmm. and brought in friends and outside help. I feel like this season has been a lot more, uh, like, we, we talked about how one of the things you didn't love about uh, this season uh, during, like, the Kingmaker game was how they clearly have a budget now. Mm-hmm. But they use their budget to make, like, elaborate sets and do weird games. They're not using it to, like, bring more people in or uh, use more, like, different types of prop stuff. It's just, like, very enclosed, I feel like. 
Totally. Yeah. No, that's that's definitely uh, been a bit of a, like, yeah, I just, I want to see more of that. I feel like, I do appreciate, to an extent, how this feels like a different... Hmm. Sometimes you get a new season of a show. Yeah. And it feels like, oh, okay, like, this is, like, what if we did season one again with different people, right? Right. Um... And I don't feel that way with the genius. I feel like there is, there are like, obviously there are similarities. It's clearly the same show, but it does feel like its own thing to an extent. Mm-hmm. And I value that about it. And I guess it's, I guess, I guess I just can't have it both ways, right? I can't be like, oh, I really wish you would do the exact same beats as season one, but I'm so glad you're doing something new. I can't really have it both ways. Yeah, this isn't breaking. Yeah. That's the say the slogan for working is have it have it both you can't have it both ways. I haven't been to a Burger King in a while. Me neither. No thank you. Um Wait, what? No fa- I'm sorry? I don't like Burger Back King up. that much. You don't I'm, respect the Whopper. I'm cultured six Detmar. I oh, like you prefer McDonald's. McDonald's. <laughs> No, it's just McDonald's is more convenient where the places where the very, very, very rare occasion. Like, here's the situation where I'll go to a sorry to sidebar. Uh, the occasion where I want fast food is I was just at a concert and I'm just drunk enough that I want I like badly, badly want food. And all of the McDonald's in the city are the ones where you know, you don't have to talk to a person. You just hit buttons on a computer screen and then food comes to your table. That's all I want when I'm in that mood is just put food in my mouth. <laughs> I feel bad about those because I feel like I'm contributing to a future where they don't have jobs. Well, yeah. But you not going there, there is no ethical consumption under late capitalism. You not going there is not going to make that go away. No, you, you can go to the counter. You can go to the counter. And a person brings you the food. That's true. If they, That's true, if they, they had do. a robot bring you the food, that would be another step. You know, the other thing is, since we're talking about McDonald's now, mm-hmm, apparently, mm-hmm. Um, is, like, you can do modifications with, at the register that you can't do on those things. Like, like what? I, so, I used to, when I go to, went to McDonald's more, I would be very fond of being, like, I'm going to get a quarter pounder, but I want you to put the, like, the Big Mac special sauce, spoilers, <gasps> it's just Thousand Island dressing. Uh-huh. You can be like, I want you to do that. But if you go to the computer and you hit customize, that's not an option. Oh, shit. Life hacks with six. So, uh, support your local McDonald's? No, get I, out what of are here. We, no, what's wrong with... Okay. Um, Go to a Five Guys. Be cultured. Live your life. And five? Do. Fuck off. Yeah, yeah. East Coast, West Coast beef. Let's you fight. You got me to say... I, it's not even West Coast. Five Guys is everywhere. It's just... It's all you have. It's like Aww. saying, like, there's a beef, but... It's like... It's like having a beef between, like, Taco Bell and real Mexican food just because <laughs> you don't have it. Can we... Oh, sorry. Quick behind the scenes. Uh, Six and I have a, Google, a collaborative Google Doc open that we use to take notes. And the more intense that Six gets uh, while talking, the more uh, that V moves their cursor up and down really fast. It's like watching. Out. Your, okay. It's like watching your mood change live. It's so funny. <laughs> like, <laughs> this uh, is accurate. So to to take it home, um, I wanted to ask you what. Um, what have you liked and not liked about the main matches this season? Um, hmm. So I feel like there have been a couple that struck me as just being like genuinely great, right? Like, yeah. I feel like the uh, the very first one, honestly, Food Chain Game was fantastic. Right. That was a great match, and then I thought like Seven Commandments was also really good. There have been some really high quality main matches. Um. On the other hand, there had been some some ones that I thought were not as impressive, like the one um, I forget what it's called, but the one where they were like sitting in chairs and trying to form straights. Um, oh, uh, that one uh, was uh, I forget. That one was not didn't feel particularly interesting. Um, I feel like overall it's probably slightly improved, but not that much. Um, mm-hmm. The main matches haven't felt like we haven't had like a scamming horse race or anything. We haven't. I felt like we generally have had more of a narrative usually because there were some main matches last time where it felt like no one knew it was happening and then someone won. Right. Seat exchange is the name of that game, by the way. Yes. Not very memorable. But no, but that's the thing is, is the narratives mean that it's much more fun to watch like I, I really do imagine that there was some production person or writing person 
that saw between seasons that people were remembering the players and not the games and they're like well we need to we should make the games more interesting <laughs> um and they they're definitely more of them have been more interesting uh my biggest issue with the main matches is that we are we're still getting repeats um i mean not like main match repeats but we've get we've gotten main matches that were converted to dms and mm-hmm. uh honestly some main matches that i just felt like were like the seed exchange that just aren't like they made a new thing but so what it's not a cool new thing it's like when they right. add a feature to an mmo and you're like why did you add this just so you could check off a features list mm-hmm. yeah we're we're gonna pointedly not name any features but i think we both have them in our heads right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh something may or may not rhyme with schmarisons <laughs> uh favorite dm of this season um gosh honestly so here's here's the thing mm-hmm. i think there have been i think season one had higher highs and lower lows as far as dms yeah because season one had the Jinho can read the card backing and realize what the, what the card is based on its backing kind of thing and we had like garnet or not garnet poker that was one of ours excuse indian me poker. we had the we had indian poker uh. we had these real mind game based ones um Whereas I feel like season two, we've had generally better variety, um, and we haven't had like fucking rock paper scissors, Jesus Christ, <laughs> um, like five times. <laughs> I know not actually five times; it was like four, but like God, too many. One like six, six too many. Uh, but but also, yeah, we had those moments in season one where death matches were just riveting, and I feel like even the best ones have had obvious flaws like we've had laser chess which would have been great except for the editing was not good enough and the pace was bad and uh blackout game would have been interesting if it wasn't a fucking sweep (laughs) yeah if it wasn't uh if it wasn't like a lot of the dms have been decided from the start Mm -hmm. and sun moon and stars same thing you would have been like oh this is kind of interesting uh even like the week the first couple weeks had games that were like incorporating all the players which is something they're leaning more towards this season, and that's cool. But um, they're decided ahead of time. Yeah, it makes things less so interesting you, to me. Do you feel like the problem then is just that the way the the players are treating DMs now is as more of an opportunity? Like, I think their philosophy for making DMs has to change for season three because mm-hmm. everyone watched season one and was like, okay, if we're a majority and we work together, we can decide the DMs most of the time. Simple solution. No, only those two players are in the DM. Nobody else can talk. Nobody else can contribute. Nobody else is involved in the voting. One on one, nothing else. Perfect game. Indian poker was ruined by the addition of other people. It was. That's true. I'm. I'm not sure if I think every game should be just one on one, but I am. I am hard pressed to find up with a like a counter solution that I find satisfying because I do feel like. A lot, like at least with what we've seen so far, most games that go badly go badly because other people are involved and ruin the game. And I understand why a a person making these would want to do that. Um, Those are pretty a lot easier to design, and you know, alliances should be just as important as game skill. Like they really needed to emphasize that, like you should be making alliances, and these will pay off for you. But not to the point where they can just turn the whole game around. And then it doesn't even matter. Like, why do we even have a DM if if it's just decided so quickly? Like, have the alliances help you and contribute to your victory. But at the end of the day, your skill and game sense and ability to read the other person and have a good poker face can can win it for you. That's my that's my soapbox. I'm the I'm the politician from Persona Five standing on my soapbox, being a bumbling fool. So let's let's as as our as our last note for this episode, let's both propose a dream DM, as in like two players going to the DM and what they would compete in. I got mine already. Okay, go for it. Fucking fencing. Well, who, what two? Who do you want to compete? <laughs> who fences? Jung Hyun and who else? Hong Chul. <laughs> Jung, Hun, Jung Hyun and Hong Chul fencing would be extremely good. Uh, I want. I, they can't. They cannot because it's physical, and some people are older, and I understand whatever. But I want like a sport. <laughs> I mean, I my answer is even more ridiculous bullshit, right? Yeah. yeah. Which is, I want Jinho and Yuan. Starcraft. 
and I want StarCraft Brood War. I want them to walk in and like not even not even modern computers, like yeah. computers from two thousand two, like some fucking like CRT, like Hewlett, yeah, CRT Hewlett Packards <laughs> running Brood War. <laughs> yeah, uh. I mean, we just, we we described that vision last episode, but it would really mm-hmm. be beautiful. And then Jinho would cry, and then I would cry. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh man, yeah. So we have a lot as, of hopes. As, that... Oh yeah, go ahead. as an alternate, as an alternate, since we did mention that last time. Jiwon and Jung Hyun and a big old jar full of gumballs and they have to guess how many are in there. <laughs> and everybody else gets a hint, all the other players. See, that's actually a decent idea. No, it's not. What's wrong with you? <laughs> Everyone's hint is like, it's higher than 50. It's the divisible by 10. And then one of their hints is, it's 75. And that person <laughs> is just like Jung Hyun and they're like, I can't trust you because I can't read your face. He's like, no, I swear, my card says it's 75, just say 75. And they're like, no, that's crazy, why would you, no, it's it's clearly a thousand. And then... It's 57. Oh, I read it backwards. Oh, oh no, shoot. I'm oh, sorry. Oh, you're going home, I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> this is the dream. This uh, is the dream. I would love a game where people have to misread something. Oh, okay. One more idea. Sure. Uh, What about a game where they have to plug things into the wall because it's the plug zone? Good job. If you would like to follow me online, you can do so by checking out the two podcasts that I'm on. One is The Garnet Wage. That's not true. That's the one we're listening to. I mean, you can check it out here. Check it out. Scanlinemedia.com. Good website. Uh, Chat for Television Podcast. It's a TV show pod that my friend Magellan and I host. We are currently in the heat of Pushing Daisy Season 2. You should come join us over at chatspod.simplecast.fm, probably. Just look it up on your podcast app. And while you're on that podcast app, type in uh, Fireside Friends. And there you will find a monthly show that my friends Ryan, Katie, and I do where we talk about pop culture and uh, in a fun group format we're looking to restructure that show very soon so stay tuned if you're interested in that um it's going to be changing hopefully very very soon and i'm not on twitter because it's the summer and the internet's bad six what about you uh if you want to find me on twitter i'm still on there um at six detmar s-a-x-d-e-t-t-m-a-r um send me your hot genius takes i guess sure we'll we'll say that except for except for if your hot genius take is you guys were wrong about last episode we We've heard. <laughs> We've been told. I'm I was informed. Thanks. <laughs> um, and uh, if you want to catch me on some other podcast, there's a little bumper at the end of the episode. You should listen to some of those. Also, though, we don't mention Novel Not New on there because it's not a Scanline Media podcast. But Novel Not New is a Abnormal Mapping Network podcast. It's monthly. We talk about uh, visual novels. Last one we did was Long Live the Queen. Extremely good game. Extremely fun episode of the podcast. Recommend checking it out. Yeah, that's you. We don't talk again. We don't talk about that enough. You, you host, you co-host a good show, or six. <laughs> I, I host a lot of things, um, but Novel News awesome. Yeah, thank you, thank you. I'm glad to hear that. Um, yeah, so so check that out, and uh, until next week, uh, just do better than Hui Jong. Peace out. Bye.